Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of KDHL's AM Minnesota program. June 14th through the 17th is Faribault's Heritage Days. That's right. Heritage Days, June 14th through the 17th. That's also, it always coincides with a state high school baseball tournament. Always, always coincides with a state high school baseball tournament. Choose what you want to do, Gordy. I know. (laughs) Oh, she's not at that one. She's at that one. I got to get the right microphone here. Carrie Casper, what is your title with the Heritage Days? I'm a board member. I've been on the board for uh, about 10 years or so-ish. And uh, I've been running the craft fair. Awesome. And hopefully we're going to fill the park this year. We do have some. I, I have to admit, I've purchased some things at the craft fair over the years. We've got some uh, a lot of new vendors. Um, I love it when uh, people that are artists and they re- repurpose things. One gentleman has cowboy takes cowboy boots and makes them into purses. It's really neat to see, so come down and check it out. Cowboy boots into purses. So somebody's feet were in the purse. <laughs> Just don't smell the purse. They Cody. don't use the bottom part of the sole. They use the top part. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified yeah, that thanks. for us. And Paul, are you an officer on the board now? Or? I am also a board member for darn near ever, Cordy. Well, you were kind of the city liaison, weren't you, at first? Started out that way, but I've been a board member for a long time as well, too, so I don't even know when it switched. Long time ago. And you rotate your presidents? Uh, Somewhat. I mean, we do have to have an election every year, so sometimes we re-elect the the same president for a few years, but this... This year, this is our first year. This is our first year with our new president. So, yep, yep we have Troy Temple as a, the president or chairman or whatever our top position is. And uh, um, Travis McCauley has been for probably the last eight to ten years, probably. Yeah. And he's stepping back a little bit with his. He's got a new business, and so he's taking more time for, to spend with that. So, Troy um, was willing to take the position. Yeah, his wife also was involved, right? Or they're not. Troy or uh, Travis's? Yes, yep. Laura uh, uh, is responsible for a lot of well, basically the entire parade, which is a huge undertaking in itself. Getting everything lined up and getting all the registrations out there and getting them back in. And well, people don't realize the parades cost money. Parades are not free, and we don't make money on parades. So nope, parade. All that entertainment that comes in that that is fun to watch and stuff. We pay for all those different entertainments. Right. So. That's why I always tell people, even if you can't afford one for every person in the family, buy at least one button per family. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Just to support the event. It's There's a lot of expense in, in running these events. You know, they're thirty to $40,000 easy. And years ago, when the event was even a little bit bigger, we spent more money than that on them. So it is an expensive event. And so we're always looking for sponsors. But we're also encouraging people to buy the buttons and help support the events. Because that's where the dollars go to, right? Absolutely. We spend everything back. Nobody gets paid on the board. So it's been all volunteer 
from day one is my understanding. So, and I don't even know how many years we're into. We're probably in our mid thirties since Heritage Day started. I do have to say that our community does come together and we have a lot of great uh, local sponsors. Uh, they uh, contribute and, and we have um, large companies that give us money and, and it's a, a great way to um, spend their money on the community. Well, today's my 36th anniversary. Congratulations, Gordy. On this day, 36 awesome. years ago, I started at KDHL. And I can tell you that at Veritage Days was here before I was here. So Okay. So you maybe know. we're pushing 40 or so here now. Yeah. Somewhere mm-hmm. I have a record of that, but off the top of my head, I can't tell oh, you. Oh, you are a historian. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, I know some people who could probably tell you. I, mean, I remember Pat Rice being involved in it yep. when I first got here in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So she might be able to tell you when it started. Sure. Jeanette Hammond, she... I, I do remember, I can't remember what year it was, but they did try to move to the fairgrounds a year, and it just didn't work. Yep, that was before I, I came as well, too. They tried that out there. And then, uh, you know, in the early years, the parade went down Highway 60, come down 4th oh, Street, yeah. and that all changed when there was a major construction. But we always had a lot of issues with that because you got to work through MnDOT because of the state highway, and then we had to close all the side streets, and... The passages through town for semis was very difficult. They had to go all the way down to 10th Street and so go around the backside of Jefferson School and come Frankly, back up. I think the new parade route is 50 times better because you got a lot of shade. You've got a lot of shade, and for actually parade setup, you get to use all of North Alexander Park. So they can get them all lined up up there and just keep shooting them out. They're not coming off all the side streets. Yeah, that so makes... it works really well. It really does. Now, I, I still get questions every year, why doesn't it go... You know, people that remember the old route, but that's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've been on that old route, so. But why would you want to sit in the hot sun during the whole parade? Mm -hmm. I know it's wider. Yep. But. Can't answer that one for you. No, I I think. As an organizer, I can tell you that this works really well. Well, and I think it's absolutely, it's perfect. Don't you think it's perfect? I think it's perfect. Another question we get a lot on social media is if we're going to have rides this year, and we are not having rides this year. Yep, the the carnival part of the Heritage Days has kind of gone along the wayside. That's not an area that generates any revenue or anything for us, and we've had a lot less issues. But we still have, you know, the, the family night, so we still have inflatables for little kids to come and play on, and we'll have Ninja Anywhere there on Thursday night. And so we still have activities going on. It's just not the carnival rides. Sure. Did you notice much of a difference in terms of attendance? The It's changed. We see a lot more family participation now where we had a lot, especially in the evening hours, we had a lot of teenagers. And most of them were very good. But we also had some of the issues that went with some of that with some, some of the teenagers that were there. So I know the police are much happier without all that extra activity and stuff going on in the park. So... That has been a real uh, real boon for, for us. And we love the fact that it's it's a good family activity now. That we've got the kids there with their parents through the whole evening. Yep, it does say inflatables are there both Thursday and Friday on your post. And Saturday afternoon. From 12 to 5. Cool. I can't forget the Bear in a Bubble and the Rainbow Lady Plus. Bear in a Bubble is pretty fun. <laughs> the Bear in a Bubble. The Bear in a Bubble. Okay, we'll get some details about the bear in a bubble. That's a good note to go to our markets up, <laughs> update our markets on.
uh, asked Jerry to put it in the top, and he puts it in the second tray. Our KDHL Agri Boosters bring you our opening market report. They include Bats Roofing, specializing in any shingling project. Give Troy a call at 507-838-2254. Northland Buildings, quality post-frame construction. Head to northlandbuildings.com. And Craig Keller, Keller Insurance near Strand. He helps protect all things that are near and dear to you. Soybeans and corn are higher. Cattle and hogs are mostly lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are higher this morning, bouncing off the recent lows while watching U.S. crop weather. Near-term forecasts for most of the Midwest are generally dry with scattered rain and warm temperatures. Outside markets a little bit less bearish today after the House did pass the, uh, the debt ceiling deal. That moves to the Senate. July beans are up 27 and a half at 1327 and three quarters. August is up 26 and three quarters at 1324 and a half. July soybean meals up $10.60 at 404. July bean oils 115 higher at 4735. Corn's up watching the weather, expecting minimal rainfall in most of the Midwest over the next week. That's in contrast to the precipitation in the forecast for parts of the plains. That could cause some flood damage. July corn's up a dime at 604. September's 12 and three quarters higher at 529. And wheat's up heavily oversold, even if soft red winter's in good shape. July Chicago's 18 higher at 612 and a quarter. Oversold, July cotton's up 282 at 8630. December's 163 higher at 8110. On bull spreading, July rice is up 20 at 1749. And September's uh, down four at 1467 and a half. Live cattle are mostly lower ahead of widespread direct business. June's up 17 at 169.30. August is down a dime at 167.57. On profit taking and the higher moving corn, August feeders are down 242 at 236.75. September feeders are down 230 at 239.92. And hogs are mixed mostly lower on spread trade and profit taking. June leans up 27 cents at 82.85. July's down $1.85 at 81.47. Crude oil is firm. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. You know it's the start of summer when, well, damn days happens. Tomorrow I'll be in Morristown. We'll be doing this show from downtown Morristown. It's going to be hotter than blazes, I think. We'll be outdoors, though, with the show, which is probably better than sitting inside, to be quite honest. And then I go back and announce their parade tomorrow. And I don't know how many years I've been doing that. I've been doing the Heritage Days for... Eons, too. Fairbourn Heritage Days Parade. We always Gee, look that. forward to doing that. And he does a great job. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, you do. You uh, can add you jokes to it. I like it. Pretty much get what you pay for there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because <laughs> we know what we pay you, Gordy. Yeah, no, that's, that's okay. I, I enjoy it. I really do. And uh, uh, are they going to have me at the same place? Yes. Yep. You'll be down by um, Ivy, Hill? Ivy Hills. So same place. As you've been for a number of years. Well, I think since I've known you doing that. So. Oh, yeah. No, I... Uh, it, it's a great place. It's probably a year or so after I got here that I started doing that. Did it with Pat Rice for a number of years. Yep. So, we used to do it in an auctioneer's wagon about two blocks from where we're sitting. Right on Central Avenue. Sure. As the parade cut up. It, I think it was a different route then. 
I remember one year we had a tornado at the end of the parade. That was the summer of 98. That was my first summer here. Oh, nice. So we actually, they all of a sudden at the end of the parade, uh, they, they got it, all the, the parade entries just booting down the hill and everybody was running for their cars. Yeah, sirens were going off. Yep. Running for cover. So Shortly after I got here, hail started pelting my pickup out here. Mm-hmm. Mm. At a brand new black F-150. And it got pelted by the hail. That was big size hail. Sure. Never know what you're going to get in Minnesota. But uh, Northfield got hit harder than we did from hail back then, if I remember right. If that's the same storm, they had that one storm. They got hit hard. You still see cars from the Northfield area. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> but we're here to talk about Faribault's Heritage Day celebration, which actually begins traditionally with the flag ceremony on Wednesday, right? It, it does. And that Heritage Days itself is actually shortening up by one day, but we're still recognizing and having the flag ceremony for Flag Day on June 14th. That's the only thing happening on Wednesday. Okay. Typically, that was our family night. And just because the board is getting a little bit smaller and we don't have the volunteers that we needed, um, we've had to shorten up the event by one more day. So it's going to start on Thursday. So Thursday night will be a lot busier than it has been in the past. Okay, so on Wednesday, there will not be any food in the park. You know, unless one of the food vendors who sets up early wants to stay open, um, no, there will not be. But what's going to happen at the ceremony? At the, at their, They just do their normal flag ceremony that the Elks do each year. So they'll have their ceremony up on the stage. It's probably about a half-hour-long ceremony, and that will be it for the day. Because traditionally you've had a grand marshal, and they gave a little spiel. And, and all that will happen on Thursday night now as part of the opening ceremonies on Thursday night. And can you announce who the grand marshal is? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Seriously? I think we will do that. How about that, Gordy? How about if we do that? It is going to be Delon Musselman this year. Dee has been active in the community for years and years and years. He was a, a Faribault uh, teacher. Um, he has been active at the Paradise Center for the Arts. He does his circles that he does. He is a, a great representative of the community and is more than excited for this event. Awesome. Fantastic. So he'll be giving a spiel that night? Yes, he will. Yep. Did you just let the cat out of the bag? I probably did. You probably did. I'll find out okay. if I was supposed to or not. <laughs> I uh -oh. think it's fine. It, it, we need to honor these people. No, yep. we got to let people know. Yep. Yeah, gonna, it'll be, be interesting. And, and he's, like I said, he's going to be a great candidate for, for this. He is so excited. And that's a good selection. You pick people that are involved in your community. He is very involved. It's a community he also, event, you know, right? One of the first times I met Dee was uh, early on. He is the one that redid the garden up at Garfield Park. When the Garfield School came down, he saved part of the, the part that said Garfield School on it above the doors. And he had volunteers. And there was no cost to the city whatsoever for the construction of that entire garden and monument. All of that was saved up there and. That was a community thing that Dee did all by himself. So, again, opening ceremonies, it says here, 545 on Thursday, but the Flag Day ceremonies on Wednesday, just not to Correct. confuse people. Correct. The spiel will come on Thursday. It'll come on Thursday, yes. So, so tell me, now you're excited about the Baron of Bubbles, so tell me what that <laughs> is, if you would please, Carrie. 
It's a gentleman who makes some big bubbles, and the kids just love watching him make these big bubbles. And they fly through there, and they they last quite a while, actually. And he makes big, long ones, and he's just fun to watch. The kids have a blast watching him. Okay, these are not balloons. These are bubbles. But the Rainbow Lady, she does animal balloons. The Rainbow Lady Plus. That's I think, his friend. And uh, so they'll be there a few days. Both Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, twelve to five. See, A and W sponsors. How do you get a root beer float too? Uh, you know, A and W has been a very good sponsor of this this children's activity sure. for many years. They have to give them credit for that. Yep. Um. So then the mayor's reception is Thursday, and that's on the library plaza. That's um. Which is, is a, a fairly new space, right, Paul? Yes, that. A parking lot was redone a couple of years ago after the new apartment complex across the street went in. So that added back in the parking spaces that we would have lost that we were using across the street there for the entire Buckham Center. And now you have another apartment complex east of it. On the east side. So, yep, they keep coming in, which is good for the community center, library, and senior center. So we've got people that can just walk on over now. So that that's very handy for yeah, all that. Very but, conveniently. But the parking lot is large enough that we'll use part of the parking lot for the mayor's reception, and the other part will still be, we'll still have parking and stuff in there. So used to be under a big tent in Central Park, the mayor's reception. Yeah, for the last 10 years or so, it's kind of bounced all over the place, though. We've started bouncing it to a lot of different areas, and last year it was back in Central Park. This year it's back out of Central Park. So it is a a program that the mayor gets to decide kind of where he would like to to have it. Or she. Or she. And I have to tell you, I like that idea because you can – draw people to a portion of town they may never go to that and they've also tried to highlight some of the newer businesses in town a couple of different times or something major with a with a with a business so um and then the business assists in sponsoring the event speaking of events today i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the north alexander park big safe summer kickoff that the police department's organized that is a huge one there are probably people up there right now getting everything set up for tonight so combination of all the different departments in the city tying in and working together on getting all that together so i'm definitely going i'm bringing my grandkids we're gonna have so much fun you are i am going as a citizen six (laughs) until eight right yes six to eight six to eight North alexander okay they got everything there i mean the chief was in last week and Almost took the whole show just to say what was there. Yeah, they're going to, uh, including food, so. Yeah, for 2,000 people. For 2,000, they're planning for 2,000 people, so absolutely. A hundred bikes given away? Yep. And helmets. That's what I heard. And helmets. bike locks. Yeah, it's like a raffle you're doing, I guess. Because Isn't that something? Yep. That's SWAT very team, great. canine, all that stuff's going to be there. Very, very cool. That's today, 6 to 8 this evening. Hopefully the thunderstorms stay away. Absolutely. Stay away, stay away till at least late overnight. Yep, scattered come. thunderstorms are in the forecast, which reminds me, this is a rain or shine event too, Heritage This Day. is. In, in all the years I've been here, I think a few years back was the only time we've ever canceled anything on it. We had that rainy year, and I can't tell you. 2019 maybe it's stormy we had stormy we we ended up canceling the parade and then we actually re-ran the parade with what we could on uh um blue collar for the blue as part of the blue collar festival that's right because i had a different perch for my announcing and then i think even at that time 
Second uh, Avenue, I believe, was closed with construction, so we went down Third Avenue. It says here you're going to have citywide garage sales. Yep. That's uh, a sponsorship of uh, the Daily News who helps coordinate all that and re- registers all of those on a map. So anybody that wants to be part of that can certainly get in there and be part of that event. Thursday through Saturday is the citywide garage sales. Obviously, you could not have Heritage Days without having a beer garden. Can't have, you got to have the beer garden. So we'll be there actually for the Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night bands. So Thursday night is part of the, uh, it's a shared event. It's a concert in the park and Heritage Days share that one. So that's the power of 10 is coming in. Friday night is going to be Mr. Peabody and Saturday night is Smokescreen. So we're excited to have all those bands back and, and doing, doing that for us and, Hopefully keeping the, the beer garden full because that is an area that Heritage Days can help with some of the funding of some of the programs. Yeah, raise some funds on. that way. Where can we get buttons, by the way? Buttons are available at the Chamber of Commerce and at the Community Center. And, and I, City Hall. And the City, I guess, I think we have some at City Hall. So, And I believe the co-op also has, community co-op in the store has buttons as well, too. They're $4 right now, $5 the day of, so you get a discount if you buy them early. And you do need a button to get into the beer garden. So if you buy it early, you can have two nights, three nights in the beer garden for $4. It's a cheap cover charge. Has there been thought about requiring a button for the entire event? Well, for the music portion? We've had talks back and forth, but again, because of the size of the board, we've not really taken that because we just don't have the volunteers to be Enforced. able to follow through and be able to get that accomplished. Yeah. I seem to recall a few years when the area was fenced so that you could have one in and out location. But Yep. They did that on the corners, the corners of the park. Everybody, Anybody that came in had to have a button. But then they said, ah, this is this is an open community celebration. Let's open up the park. Yep. And that was before I was on the board. So I'm going to guess that was somewhere around 2000 that they stopped with that particular part of it. Wow. It's a long time ago. Did years fly by or what? That's 23 years ago. That is. That's almost a quarter century ago. Crazy. Yeah, you're but don't here. worry, Gordy. You and I were both here working at that. <laughs> Carrie's too young to even remember 2000. I don't know about that. So. <laughs> We should probably take a few minutes if we can and let Carrie talk about a few of her craft fairs. What do you have? So I do have to say that this year we are changing the times a little bit. Um, we're starting on Friday at 3 o'clock. There may be some vendors that will come in early and set up, and they're welcome to sell. Uh, just like the food trucks, sometimes we, we don't know when they're going to arrive, but they can be set up as long as they're there. You can buy their stuff. So uh, we do have a stop time for the craft fair, but if people are are there, they're going to stay, and they'll stay as long as people are buying stuff. So they can stay as late as they want. Sometimes I'm there till 10 o'clock. But uh, and Saturday morning, we're going to try to coordinate with the farmer's market again and have some of our vendors there so that if you go down and look for some uh, early vegetables or stuff like that for the farmer's market, uh, you might see some of the vendors open and, and ready to sell Saturday morning starting at 7 a.m. And we're going to try to go, like I say, long past the parade on Saturday night if we can. Some people get tired and, or, you know, they just, uh, we're going to have some vendors uh, back again, like the uh, metal yard art. 
Jacoby is there with Just Crafts and Junk. Um, Spanky's Woodshed, he's going to have all of his wood woodwork stuff. Uh, Delicia Woods is going to be there. We'll have um, a new person that's got uh, cocktail smoke boxes. We've got uh, beer tab uh, fire pokers. Dwayne Weber's there with his new life restoration. He restores old like Tonka trucks and toys like that. Very neat. We'll also have some promotional booths. Um, the Environmental Commission is coming in, and they're going to be talking about engaging with the community and, and sustainability and stuff like that. They'll be giving away free light bulbs again and talking to people about the Emerald Ash Borer. Um, we'll have um, the Great Father's Day gifts, uh, handmade fishing lure covers with AJ Covers. They're really, uh, I think they're smart to buy if you have a fishing pole that you travel around with. Put the cover over it so you don't get stuck. Um, Nadine's Caramels will be there. Nadine makes very good caramel. <laughs> and she's going to be in the shade because that melts in the sun. If you ever had a bad caramel, come on. Oh, I no kidding. <laughs> caramels are good. She's perfected it. It's like her mama's recipe. So um, we're going to have, uh, let's see. All, uh, macrame items, bath bombs, shower steamers, lip gloss, uh, the sublimation tumblers, handmade jewelry, that's what I do, and crocheted items, um, needle felted wool sculptures. Those are pretty cool. I have one myself, and I bought uh, one from Lynn, and it's a mermaid, and it's the neatest looking little doll. It's pretty cute. And we'll have Tastely Simple and uh, some of the other essential ones like uh, Norwex. Color Street, just a few vendors, but mostly artisans, people that make stuff. And uh, that's what I got to say. And uh, I know we're going to do a couple more programs, so if we don't touch on everything today, we'll certainly cut, touch on some yeah. in future shows. We are still taking applications. I'm going to fill the park. When's the deadline for that? Um, sometimes I get it the day of. <laughs> So I'll take them as long as they can keep coming in, but I don't like to double up too much on things. So just keep in mind, reach out to me. My name's on the craft fair form, my address, phone number, everything is on there. Is there so one standard size of booth or do you have multiple sizes? It's a 12 by 12 booth and um, it's just all you're getting is a piece of grass. So we'll, um, Paul helps me. We go assign the numbers to where your spot will be and, and have at it. How many could you have? If you are full. You know, I'm probably at about 38 12 by 12s right now. Because you could go where the carnival used to be too, right? Yes. Yep. I, I. That's why I'm filling the park because I got a lot more room now. We do have the axe throwing, the lumberjacks, the log rolling. So that'll take up a little space. Um, but other than that, yeah, Paul's giving me free reign to take over the rest of the park. Yeah, the craft fair, we're moving them over coming down 2nd Avenue, moving over to 5th Street, coming up on the crisscross on the southeast side. So there is a lot of room for crafters. We've got more than enough room for anybody Kerry can find to add to the craft fair. It'll be awesome. Love local artisans, too. It's open to the public. It's open to the public. Yep. Anybody that wants to be in there? Small charge, $50, and uh, that all goes to the advertising part of Wow, that is a pretty good deal. Yep. Two-day event. Yep, it's a really good deal. I mean, it is multiple day days, like you say. 
Trinity Lutherans during their free community lunch again on Friday, June 16th. I never get to go because I'm always at the state baseball <laughs> tournament. Yep, that's, that's back. They changed it back last year. I think they tried to move it to Saturday and felt that Friday was a better fit, so they moved it back to, to Friday, and we really appreciate that. They've been doing that for a long, long time to have that in there. I wonder if the Friday has a better crowd than a Saturday. Maybe. I don't know. We need to announce it. So, Farmer's Market, again, is opening this weekend, by the way, in Central Park. Farmer's Market. Yep, usually the first weekend in June. Starts out a little bit slow, but as people are getting all their vegetables and stuff together, so. You know what I found interesting on here, and maybe this has happened before and I never noticed it, but Oak Ridge Cemetery is having an open house. Right. Yep, just to walk through and take a look. That is that is through the uh, Rice County Historical Society. So they're last year they were planning and to, to run some events out there, and some of that didn't all come to fruition and stuff. But uh, um, they are pulling that together, and just you know, it's a great way to to learn about the history of your community. An open house at Oak Ridge Cemetery. It's from ten to three on Saturday. Uh, Carrie mentioned the log rolling going on in Central Park throughout the day on Saturday. And in the, traditionally in the past, you've had some entertainment on Saturday, local entertainment. There is local entertainment during the course of the day from 10 to 5. We've got inter, we've got music and stuff up on the band shell, so that'll lead up all afternoon long up until we get to the evening uh, dance and beer garden going on. And, of so. course, KDHL is celebrating our 75th year of being on the air. Yes. KDHL's been on the air 75 years. Again, this is my 36th year here, so I haven't even... Been here half the time. Half the time, just about. Not even half the time. But it's our 75th year, and we're going to have a collector's item medallion this year because it's going to say on the back, of course, the front is the Farrell Heritage Days logo. On the back will be 75th, I mean, yeah, 75th year. That so is it's very gonna, cool. It's going to be a collector's item, right? Uh, we are already getting people that are calling and wanting to uh, know when the medallion hunt, uh, hunt starts. And <laughs> It'll start on Wednesday. I, I've got people who are planning to take vacation days just to be on the search for it. Awesome. So. <laughs> hey, have a great rest of the day, everybody.